It's time to make the dough rise, the financial podcast with Brian Doe. Hello and welcome to the show. Once again, Walter Storholt alongside Brian Doe, certified financial planner at Living Worth Wealth Advisors. And Brian, are you ready to make the dough rise today? Of course, always ready to make the dough rise. <laughs> I shouldn't even have to ask that question. You're always ready to go here on the program. Well, we've got a great show on the way. You might have seen in the headline of today's show, we're going to be talking about funding the fun fund, which I love that name, by the way. And the word fun is in our headline multiple times today, Brian. So I'm looking forward to this. You must have some good stories and uh, some good content lined up for us. Well, Walter, my, my wife is a personal trainer and she is always getting questions about fitness, health, and a lot of people have gotten some misconceptions or bad habits around their fitness routines. And a lot of them are fixed in on low fat, high cardio, and uh, it drives her crazy because she is very much about good nutrition and does some weights. And and there's a phenomenon called skinny fat. And that's what uh, she sees a lot of people ending up with. That's what I am, Brian. I'm skinny fat. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, call it whatever you like. What is skinny uh, fat? You're gonna have to explain that one. She's very into the body composition, muscle mass versus uh, fat versus, you know, I guess, bone and, and all, the, all the other things. And if, if you don't have good muscle mass and you're not feeding your body the nu- nutrition that it needs, you're going to spend a lot of time trying to burn a lot of calories. And you, your body actually then fights back and it tries to retain and save you know, fat and you don't have the, the lean muscle mass relative to the, the fat in your body. It's, she could tell you more. That, that would be a different podcast for a different day. I, we're unpacking a lot here. We're getting fitness tips right out of the gate. Also, we totally glazed right over the fact that you're like the pizza guy and you're married to a personal trainer who's all about like health and fitness. And so the marriage of those two things, I think, is an interesting dynamic. I am her long-term job security. She invites all of her clients over, and we feed them pizza. It's a scheme. And then you guys are running yeah. this a great scheme for her personal training. That's fantastic. <laughs> a cooperation, I would call there you it. Go. A, a, there a strategic you go. partnership, not a scheme. That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. All right. So, what's all that got to do with finances? Well, so my point is, is a lot of people start out with a certain regimen on their savings and accumulation strategy. So like I said, low calorie, low fat, high cardio. Well, you're doing that while you're in your accumulation years. You're cutting back on your spending. You're redirecting a lot of money to uh, savings. And so much effort goes into making sure you have enough, making sure you're not going to run out, making sure you've got different emergencies covered. That muscle, that habit gets built and formed. And people carry that into retirement. They don't know how to make the shift to actually consuming a little bit more, maybe putting a little bit of muscle on the bone and and enjoying their money. They have worked, obsessed, calculated, and crunched numbers on, are we going to have enough? Nobody ever stops to say, hey, do we have a little bit extra? Can we have some fun with this money? So what, so, you're, what you're saying is budgeting and financial planning is a lot like dieting. Nobody really likes to do it. Yeah, nobody likes to do it. And uh, uh, I've got a coach who has a really good quote. And he said, if you go back to uh, Exodus, what gets you up out of Egypt is not necessarily the same thing that's going to get you into the promised land. Ooh, wow. I like that. Or I think there's a common popular book or program out out right now called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. This is a very common concept. Well, what got you to retirement? Well, it's discipline, savings. You've built some really good habits around money 
But now this time has come where, what have you waited for? Why have you done this? What have you deferred gratification on that now you should do if you can? Well, most people do financial planning, and this is somewhat of a criticism of traditional financial planning models. Everything's based on a straight line projection. We're just going to figure out what your budget is today, run it forward, adjust it for inflation. And the reality is the consumption curve is more of a U-shape. When people initially retire, they actually want to go do some of those things. They've got some pent-up demand. They want to, maybe it's a new retirement house, a boat, a travel, whatever it may be. They want to do more because they have made the sacrifice and it's time to have some, some payoff for that. Then what I typically see is people's consumption goes down They've done those things, they've traveled, and now that they're getting to a point where that's a little bit of a hassle, so they want to do less. And the budget declines accordingly. But then on the tail end, medical costs, long-term care, all those things can cause increased expenses later in life. So what I do is I take people through an exercise where we map out, yes, you have to diet and exercise, we're going to do budget and bill pay and get all of that set up so that you have command of your of your budget. That is absolutely necessary. But if you can put a safety net under that number where you know you've got an inflation-adjusted income stream, the bills are going to get paid, that's easy math to do. We can calculate that and get people at a comfortable and secure income level uh, pretty easily. The next step is to allocate money to an emergency fund. What could go wrong? How much might you need? What if the roof blows off? The car needs replacing. And obviously, long-term care is a big one to dial in. But again, we can do the math and put some numbers around that and get people to an area where, okay, this money is allocated for that and it's sufficiently funded. Now we can move on to the fun fund. Move some money to the present. Maybe it's five years. Maybe it's 10 years. I'll put in an additional item into the budget for a five or 10 year time period. And if I can help people see where they have extra money, they've got more than they actually need to satisfy those things that they're worried about, it gives us the opportunity to green light and give them the go ahead to do those fun things that they wanted to do. And it's shocking. I, I talk to so many people and I say, you know, dream a little, put it out there. What would be an, an ideal scenario. What would you love to do? What have you What have you put off and waited for? So let me give you an example. I have a couple who came in and they were nervous. They were worried. They just couldn't seem to get settled with their whole financial situation. We took them through the process. We crunched the numbers. I showed them the illustration about how to map out their baseline income and their emergency fund. And at the end, I said, you can afford $20,000 a year for the next 10 years to go do what you want. And then I just pinned them. I said, what goes in this box? If you have this extra budget, what do you want to do? And all of a sudden it was a trip and it was a boat and two or three items just immediately came to mind. And I said, go do it. I'm going to put an extra $4,000 a month into your checking account for the next 10 years. We built that plan and I said, anytime the checking account is overflowing with money and you don't know what to do with it, come back, we'll work through it. If you're running out of money every month, then that, that's a good sign. That's what it was designed to do. So let that be your barometer. They took the trips and I think within 18 to 24 months, they were different people. They came in, oh, they were happy. They were having a great time. Oh, we just went on this trip. 
And they had the security, they had the confidence to go do those things. It just took a couple of conversations and a little bit of reassurance, put the plan into motion, and it's serving them quite well. It took that change in mentality too, it sounds like. And that's, since you've been using some good sayings on today's show, you know, you kind of hear some others that would be counterintuitive to what you're talking about. So we need to buck these. You know, one, one for example, is the, uh, what is it, the ride the horse that brung you, something like that. We don't want to do that anymore when we get to retirement. We're, we're, we're training in for a new horse, a new approach, or dance with the one that brung you. I think that, isn't that a song? Somebody did that. Yeah, I, I would highly recommend that for marriage. Yeah, for marriage, but, you, but not, not for uh, financial part. may not right? be what you want to do with your money. <laughs> I would highly encourage you to, you know, obviously make sure you're secure and then go ahead and be clear on what, what resources you've got available for fun. It's the whole point of if you have done certain things that will be fulfilling, that will be satisfying to you, then if later in life you have to fall back to your your baseline income, getting the bills paid number, you've done those things. You don't have any regrets because, you know, too often, you know, time's going to work against us. We're not going to be able to you know, do all the things in the future that we can do today physically. You know, make sure you get them done early, but do it in a way that you know you've got a fallback position. You've got plan A, you've got your fallback plan B, and, and your emergency fund for the you know, worst case scenario, plan C. So why haven't most people already done this? I mean, our whole lives, it does seem, even the most frugal among us, right? We, we've we enjoyed probably doing some spending and, and, you know, we'd like to get nice things. And, you know, so that, that mentality shift as you get into retirement is one thing. But I just, I always feel like I'm sort of, you know, you, you got to pay the bills first and everything, but you're always adding to a vacation fund. You're already always building up to sort of the next fun thing you want to go do or accomplish. And then you get to retirement and people are so ill-prepared to be able to have those experiences when our whole lives we've probably kind of even on a small scale always prepped for these things. So why haven't people done this? Why haven't they taken the steps? Is it just because the math problem's a little bit harder to do than something that's maybe on a three-month horizon versus now planning for 20, 30 years? Walter, I think what it is, and we talk about this in the book Diffuse, is the changing landscape of retirement. Our grandparents and maybe our parents had pensions, they had social security, they had cash flow. Well, think about it. When you're working, you have a regular, every two weeks or every month, you've got a certain amount of money coming into your checking account. And people are very good at using their checking account as a barometer for spending. If the checking account's running out of money, you dial it back. Well, today we're shifting to your portfolio 401ks, retirement accounts, instead of pension plans. Well, that puts more burden on us, more risk on us to make sure that that portfolio lasts. It's not somebody else's responsibility to make sure your pension comes in. You're responsible for taking that investment risk. And I think that's giving people some concern because they don't know how to look at this pile of money and turn that into cash flow. Once you take them through the process and you show them where the dividends are coming in, or maybe you're using some form of annuitization, do things to give them a regular predictable cash flow, they immediately feel more comfortable, they feel more empowered. And then now this money that you've set aside for the fund fund, you can go ahead and spend that and you can have some fun with it and say, here's $200,000. And when it's gone, then, then you're done. People find out they can do a lot for you know, 10,000 here, 10,000 there. And uh, they've had some great experiences. They've got stories to tell. And then all of a sudden the meetings become less about financial planning, 
what are you worried about to, hey, here's my pictures from our last trip and let me take you for a ride in my new car. And it's, it's just really fun to see the, uh, the, the results and the, the transformation that we can make. So, Brian, maybe to uh, kind of put a cap on the conversation today, the uh, finishing touches, if you will, the, the pepperoni and the cheese on top of the pizza. Uh, if somebody, you know, meets your wife, they're wanting to get healthier, they want to stop being, what was the term that uh, you used earlier? Fa- skinny fat. Skinny fat. They want to stop be skinny being skinny fat. fat. Mm-hmm. Um, what is, uh, you know, the, the, I guess the natural question that they'll probably eventually ask her is, okay, where do we start? Where do I begin? And I would also imagine people ask you the same thing. Yeah, that always comes back to budget. And overwhelmingly, I find people have used their checkbook as a budgeting tool. And when it's out of money, they stop spending. And when there's money, they spend. So number one is to either use some of the current software that's available, uh, like Mint or one of these data aggregators that can help you track in, in a little more detail an actual budget. Or we've created a tool we call the lazy man's budget. And we will isolate out a branch checking account. We will pay all bills, uh, put everything on credit card and go spend for four to six months and get an idea of what the monthly cash flow actually is. And this is a way that you can back into the number and people can put all their all of their uh, spending and uh, account usage in one place. Let's say it's six months. Add up how many, much money you spent over six months and divide by six. And there's at least a starting point for your budget. And then we can set up a similar cash flow then to your budget and monitor it for success. And that has been a uh, wildly helpful way to help people get control of their cash flow. Like diet and exercise, you need, you need to track calories. You need to track your carbohydrates and your fats and your proteins. We need to help you track your spending Make sure you've got that under control. Know what's happening with the outflows. Match the inflows to satisfy that. Then very easily we can back into the number that we can use to fund your fun fund. Just like getting in shape and getting healthy, it's so helpful to have a coach alongside you. And if you need that same thing in the financial space or as you prep for retirement and you need to address some of the things we've talked about today, if you haven't made room in your budget and in your financial plan and retirement for the fun part, you know, give a call. Talk to Brian about that. And it begins with a simple call, by the way. It's a 15-minute call. See if you're ready for retirement. See if you'd be a good fit to work with Brian. See if he can indeed help you uh, get skinny fat in, in in a financial sense. Or is it you don't want to be skinny fat? So get not, You don't want to be skinny not fat. Not skinny yeah, fat. We're going to make you uh, <laughs> muscular, strong, and uh, well-nourished. How about that? I like that. Well-nourished sounds good to me. Uh, 706-451-9800, the easy number to call to reach Brian and the team at Living Worth Wealth Advisors. They've got an office in Greensboro, Georgia, but happy to talk with you from anywhere. Uh, they serve the Lake Country and beyond, of course. Clients all over the country these days. 706 9800 that number to call, and always online at livingworth.com. That's where you can go to listen to past episodes of the show. Find the subscribe links to listen to the show on your favorite app. It's where you can get a copy of the book Diffuse that Brian has written. Lots of great information in there as well. And, of course, schedule your 15-minute call there on livingworth.com. Brian, thanks for the help. I feel uh, usually, uh, I think I said in the last episode, I'm hungry and want to go eat pizza after every time we record. But after talking about all the health and fitness stuff today, I guess maybe I, I need to be a little bit better today and I'll go find a salad I'll, or something like that. Always happy to get you inspired. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, we'll look forward to chatting with you on the next podcast. In fact, coming up on the next edition of the show, we're going to dive into custodians. Why have a custodian like Charles Schwab? There's a name that is familiar to a lot of folks. Uh, we'll dive into that kind of conversation next time, right back here on Make the Dough Rise. Thanks for listening. 
Investment advisory services offered through Main Street Financial Solutions, LLC. Information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information is obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accurateness and completeness cannot be guaranteed.